0: Welcome to Let's Therapy, where we get real and raw about your mental health, faith, and blended family. We're your hosts, counselors, Scott and Vanessa Martindale. Now, Let's Therapy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Let's Therapy. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, and we are excited to be here with you today. Yes. As we talk about—we're going to talk about a really interesting topic today. We're going to talk about how to prioritize your marriage— uh, through teen rebellion. Yes. So when your kids are crazy and you're trying to have a good marriage.
1: That's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough stuff. Well, and this question actually came from our audience. So yeah. you guys, we do want to hear from you and the topics that you would like for us to address as it relates to your mental health, faith, and blended family. And so this actually came from one of our polls on Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, this question. So I'm excited to dive into this and talk about this because we deal with this a lot in let blended ask, families. Let me ask
0: a question. Obviously... Your brain and my brain are different. Yes. So I think when I read this question and I think about it, I think about, you know, my brain compartmentalizes. Mm -hmm. Like I can have chaos in one area and be completely fine in another. Yeah. But I don't know if your brain, I don't think it works that way.
1: No, I think women and men and women are different and the individual. We're all different. God created us all uniquely different. And that's what makes each of us beautiful. I I think when it comes to this topic and teen rebellion, I think oftentimes we associate what our children are doing and their behaviors and what's going on with them with our marriage. Or like Mm. you've said this before, it kind of like being the barometer for the atmosphere of our family as a whole or our marriage as a whole Yeah, when it's, you know, the teen that are having the issues. It's not necessarily the marriage. So Mm -hmm. I think for couples, the compartmentalizing that you're talking about, you know, I think that's important to realize that, that um, when our teens are going through difficult times, it doesn't necessarily mean that our marriage is going to go through a difficult time. Or
0: it's a blended family issue. Or
1: it's a blended family issue. Sometimes
0: kids are just, they don't make the smartest decisions. Right.
1: So I think that we have to, in order to prioritize our marriage when these things are going on, when our kids are being... Uh, having difficulties and things like that, you know, pr- protecting our marriage and setting boundaries mm-hmm. around that is very, very important.
0: Yeah. I think you're saying it nicely. <laughs> like sometimes kids are just rough and they are doing things that just kind of erode your sense of like, if is anything going good? Yeah. And I do think that, that, that children become the barometer for the health of our marriage or the health of our family. And it cannot be that way. There has to be some compartmentalization that goes on that says, hey, kids are going to be kids, and they're going to make mistakes, and they're going to say things. Uh, Especially in blended families, you're not going to have the same bonding experience with every child. It could be in different time frames. But we have consistently taught on the priorities of marriage, and I I want to reiterate them today. One is the relationship you have with Christ. What does that look like? What is your relationship? Are you spending time with him? Are you attending weekly church are you are you being around community members of people who love jesus first priority second priority is your marriage are you making time for each other is intimacy a priority are you having your date nights are you having open time to communicate are you just connecting with each other and then becomes uh the priority of your children and making sure that they are taken care of and everything so yeah um I think a lot of people get those out of whack. So we're gonna talk about how to prioritize. Number one is open, honest communication. We talk about our meetings. Yeah. We've talked about them a lot. Yep. So we meet every Sunday. We try to we 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 every now and we then we miss. Meet every night. No. Yeah, we do meet every night. Yeah. Um
1: our our check-ins are our, our check-ins. Night. Yeah. But
0: we 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 really try to push this, you know. Hey, every Sunday night we try to meet, we try to talk about our business meeting, which is hey, logistically, what's going on? And then marriage. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, is there anything that's happening? Um, But we just try to make that open, honest communication in a a specific time that we know that it's going to happen.
1: Right. And this is where we talk about our concerns, any shared, you know, shared perspectives of the things that are going on, like the Mm. things that we're dealing with, working and working together to develop a unified approach through these things, whether it's You know, the the teen that's having the, the issues, maybe it's uh, the situations that they're facing at school or with outside relationships. Maybe it's situations uh, that they're facing at their other uh, home, at the mm-hmm. other parent's house and things like that. You know, um, and this is also a time, too, where you and your spouse can come together to set boundaries and expectations mm-hmm. around what those behaviors for your children should look like. And so, you know, we... Uh, in 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 our in our home, and again, everyone's different. But we try to set clear boundaries and expectations for what is appropriate and not. We teach kindness. We teach that our words have power. We mm-hmm. teach that. Um, we love our brothers, and mm-hmm. we stand up for one another, and so those are just things that, as a family, we have established that. Hey, in this home, this is this is how we expect to treat one another, yeah, um, and according to what the Bible says.
0: Well, and I know blended families struggle in this area because whether you're, you know, and I probably see this more on like the newly blended side, yeah, you know, they come in and there's not enough history for really, uh, and trust for discipline to take place by the step parent. yeah. Um, And there's a lot of conflict that is existing um, even outside of the walls of your home. So there becomes this like tornado of chaos that is happening. That's like, I don't know how to even like get a grip on it to make it feasible for me to make this better.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's where I think consistency between both parents is essential. Yeah. So that's where, you know, we were just talking about setting those boundaries and expectations, discuss and agree upon your consequences for what breaking the rules is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you Because you want to ensure that you have a, a united front, right, with the kiddos. And so mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you're establishing those things and you're agreeing upon those things and following through on those things. You know, typically you have one parent, Mm-hmm. That I so to quote unquote call the pushover. Mm-hmm. That can be Scott sometimes, you guys. Um, and then you have the parent that's really, really tough. Wait, and that can wait be a me second. Wait, wait, wait. I'm
0: not the pushover. I, I tend to look at this, and again, this is He's the, the mom. No, this is the mom and dad brain who think differently. Everybody who's listening knows what I'm talking about. There are certain things that are important to Vanessa that may not be as important to me. That is where we have to work together as a couple True. to. to do that and it's funny and i'm just gonna tell a funny story here real quick so we live in a house with four boys and i don't know why and you know what god put it on her heart to do it so i'm gonna let her do it but she puts breakable things in our house and then complains when the boys are throwing footballs around i'm like listen like we could have just lived in a football stadium and we would have been fine no decorations so I understand that chaos happens, and and again, it's just expectations from yeah. the two the two the couple to say, hey, these are my expectations. I'd like to have not things broken, and um and my expectation is is maybe I don't want to yell all the time, and or I don't want to have to because right. you know, there's moments right, but I will say this. All that to be said is you need to find common ground in your marriage of what you do agree with. Yeah. Um, Because what I think happens in marriage is they see these issues that come and they see these little things that divide. And that becomes the, the, the centerpiece of their divide. Yeah. When they do have common ground. So when I meet with couples and they're coming in, they're telling me all of the issues that are going on. My question to them always first is, is why did you marry this person? Yeah, It's like it it grounds you to there's a commonality between us that is very strong that we have to hold true to. Yeah, And because that bond is strong, we can deal with all of these things that are going on.
1: Yeah. Well, and going back to the you being united, being that united front, like the follow through is imperative. Because if Mm -hmm. you and your spouse are talking about something and then your spouse isn't following through with it after you've talked about it, that is going to create man just cracks in your foundation of a marriage. And then as you're experiencing these teens in rebellion and doing the things that Mm -hmm. they're doing, you guys, it's just a breeding ground for disunity and for things to just erupt in all relationships. And so I think follow through is key. If you talk about it, you agree upon it, it it needs to be followed through on. And if not, then there needs to be a separate conversation of, Hey, like, I know we talked about this, but I'm feeling different about Mm -hmm. this now. And what do you think about this?
0: Yeah. Well, and because we're a therapy uh, podcast, we're going to talk about seeking support from professionals. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and we don't, we don't minimize this at all. If you're in those situations, finding a great biblical counselor um, is it's just imperatively important. You need, To be able to air your grievances, you need to be able to talk in objectivity and subjectivity about the issues that are going on to maybe somebody who has that skills and training that says, hey, this is what I see consistently repeating. Uh, Why don't we try this as maybe a different approach and see how that works? So don't stigmatize counseling to the very weak people. The healthiest people that I know and the healthiest couples that I know always have uh, somebody in their corner and they have wise counsel around them. That's why we yes. talk about biblical community. That's why we talk about a church home. Being in the house of God, being in the local church is the best medicine that I know to support a healthy family. Yeah, And that's what I tell, especially for people who are having kids that are having issues, like get them inside of a great youth group, get them inside of somewhere that's going to heal them.
1: Right. Well, and I think that some other things that you can do to prioritize your marriage when you're experiencing teen rebellion is it's prioritizing your quality time. So again, you know, we talk about taking date nights or that time to go on a walk together and don't use that time to talk about the the issues Mm. that your teen is going through. Like use that time to focus on your marriage and the things that you guys are experiencing together or not experiencing together and how to bring about a closeness and um, maybe praying together, you know, that the Lord would knit you guys closer together and
0: yeah. um,
1: you know, bring you closer together in this season. To create that strong foundation that not only your marriage is going to need, but that your teen is going to need as they're going through uh, the season they're going through.
0: Yeah. You, you said that a second ago, and I just kind of reflected back uh, to maybe when, you know, like Michael was a little bit younger and we were, you know, it was a tough season. Yeah. Uh, it's blessing now. And I will say just as encouragement, if you're dealing with teens, they do get better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Michael is 17 now, and it is such a blessing to be around him. And we have almost no issues when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah. Um. But I can remember back when it was really challenging, and that that want to like every time we we're alone, let's just like dissect this problem to death and figure out like
1: well especially when we were in our litigation oh my gosh it was the topic of
0: every conversation every
1: conversation and it's like you can't get away from it it's the it's the thing you want to get away from and you can't get away from it and that can be different for everybody maybe it's your finances yeah you know whatever or your teen is struggling with addiction or uh you know maybe they stole something i don't know you know it can be hard to get away from
0: well and i will tell you this in the the part of this that i think was the 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 that time is, and I remember this, I think you did it a lot better than I did, is you got really intimate with taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that was during that season. I mean, I, I think that you felt like maybe under attack even more than I did, but you were really intentional about getting your quiet time with the Lord, getting a mentor. Um, so I want, just spread some light on that. Like, why was that so beneficial to you?
1: it was just me and Jesus in that season. And I think that you could not be my Jesus for me in that season. You were not my Holy spirit. And I needed some, I needed the anchor. And as much as we want to anchor in to our spouse, especially Mm -hmm. when we're dealing with teen rebellion or kid rebellion, um, you know, you're flesh and there are times that you're going to fall. And there are times when you're not going to be able to support or hold the Mm -hmm. weight of what I'm experiencing. And so not putting that on you and kind of creating a boundary of, Man, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to negatively affect my husband's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical health. So you know what? Like, I'm gonna do the best thing that I know to do, and that's to take care of myself. It's to get with the Lord, um, seek Him, seek His face, seek His will in this situation. Get with godly counsel. I found a godly mentor. She's still a spiritual mom to me today. Mm-hmm. I met with her yesterday for lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, she still pours into me, and mm-hmm. she's asking me all the time, like, "What's God saying to you? What's on your heart? What's He speaking to you about mm-hmm. in this season?" Um, and then it was also getting in community, trying to find a uh, community with other people in the church and a biblical counselor. I, that was the first thing I think I did was I found a biblical counselor. Yeah. And I remember I went to this counselor for gosh, months by myself. And then mm-hmm. you finally joined in, but, um, there was
0: a, a I wouldn't say finally, like I wasn't reluctant. No, no, I, it was yeah. like, I, I was invited. To you join were invited in. to join in. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: But like, um, but I needed that time. And in order for me to be able to, to to be healthy for mm-hmm. you and healthy for our marriage and have a healthy marriage, I had to become healthy in all aspects, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so yeah. that is one thing that you alone as a wife or as a husband can do to prioritize your marriage when you're dealing with teen rebellion. Prioritize, prioritize yourself. Yeah. Prioritize the Lord above everything else.
0: Well, it goes right back to our priorities. Yeah. It it goes right back to that top priority because a lot of people say, well, how do I prioritize my relationship with Christ? Well, that's usually an individual relationship that you're spending time on, that you're investing time in and investing time with godly people who are pouring into you. Um, I I will say this to kind of close us out. I know blended families are— they're complicated in the sense that there's not one size that fits all. Everybody has a different, unique posture and a stance and situation and co-parenting relationship and the dynamics of his, ours, yours, children. It can be challenging. I'll go back to what I said at first. When I meet with a couple, I always ask them, why did you get married? And almost every single time they say, well, God gave me this person and God highlighted them to me and God brought them to me. Well, don't forget that. Mm -hmm. Um, your kids are going to be kids, but they're not always going to be with you. So at some point they will grow up and they will move on and they will live healthy adult lives. So make sure that your marriage stays at the center along with Jesus. And you're going to find enjoyment through those challenges. You're going to find joy in overcoming them. Uh, I will just say from our perspective on the other side of this is, I think that we have found a lot more appreciation for what, couples go through when they go through teenage rebellion. Yeah. And I think that also now we found uh, the the answer of just persistent prayer mm-hmm. uh, and what that looks like. Yeah. So guys, we're excited that you're here with us today. If you've joined Let's Therapy and you've enjoyed this content, please like, share, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you. This was a, uh, a viewer question. So you can always email us at info at com. We'd love to get to you. So guys, have a wonderful day and we will see you soon.
1: Be blessed in all that you do.